You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumpacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. So we have Ken Davenport, who's a Broadway producer known for shows such as Once on This Island, The Play That Goes Wrong, Groundhog Day, Godspell, Macbeth, Kinky Boots, and several others. Ken also hosts the podcast, The Producer's Perspective, where he gives you, the audience, a glimpse into how Broadway shows are made. I've been on his newsletter for years, and I'm so excited to have him here. Hi, Ken. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me. Good. It's a pleasure to have you here. So to start out, can you walk me through how you got to where you are working on so many high-profile Broadway shows? Well, like most people in the business, I started and got involved with theater when uh, I was a kid. Uh, my parents exposed me to it, and that's why I always say for uh, anyone looking to help develop the next generation of theater makers or audiences, if you're a parent, take your child to see a show. That's where it all begins. Uh, and my parents got me involved with the local theater when I was five years old. They dragged me to an audition for a show, and that's it. I got hooked. And I did it all until I was about 12 years old, took a little break when I got a little too cool for the theater or thought I was too cool for the theater. Got rebit by the bug my senior year of high school when I saw Les Mis. Uh, and that led to one thing after another from me pursuing a career in acting for a while to working for an agent, to stage managing, to company managing, and then producing. You know, you, you, it may seem that people just arrive at a position or, oh, I'm, Ken's a producer. He must always have been producing. It takes a long time to get anywhere you want to go in this business for sure. Uh, but in life in general, there's a, a lot of different stages, pun intended, until I got to where I am now. <laughs> like that pun stuck in there. Um, so if someone brand new to theater walked up to you and asked what a producer does in a show, what would your answer be? That's a great question. And actually, a 10-year-old girl asked me that question via email probably about 15 years ago. I wonder where she is right now. Probably just graduated from college. And hopefully she's still in the theater. She said to me, what does a producer do? And I started to type an answer and I really didn't know what to say. And actually, one of the most popular blogs I've ever written was a that question, what does a producer do? And I didn't answer it myself. I, I got like a hundred of my fellow producing peers to give me their definition of it. And it's actually on my blog and I urge all your listeners to Google it because it's fascinating to hear people describe it. I describe it this way. I, I describe it as, you know, it's like 
any other business. It's I'm the producer is like the CEO or the chairman of the board or the president of a company. Uh, and they're, they handle all of it from the development of the product to the bringing on the team and the staff members to the marketing, to the advertising, to the raising of the money, everything. So for those of you out there who have never like, oh, I don't know the business of theater. Well, certainly, you know, someone that owns a small business, whether that's a hardware store or a restaurant or a plumbing supply company or a computer company. It's set up actually the same way. It's just that our product is the theater. The other way that I describe it is that producers get people in a room. That's what we do. We get actors and writers and directors in a room. We get an audience in a room. We gather people together and hopefully great creative energy comes from that people, that group of people gathered in that room and something spectacular happens. So before you get those people in the room, how do you get started with a project? So it comes up with an idea, you know, it starts with an idea. It's that seed of an idea. I'm reminded of a children's book that I read to my daughter all the time, which is what do you do with an idea? Because ideas are cheap. Actually, ideas are, everybody has them, right? You listen to people on the subway talking. People have ideas for movies. People have ideas on how to fix the healthcare system. The big difference between people who have ideas uh, or, or those people and so, and so few of the population is that so few actually execute the idea. You water the idea. You add people to the idea. So that's what it's about. Like it's about acting on the idea. So I have ideas all the time. But ideas, again, I believe are worth nothing. It's what you do with them. So usually I will try to work some things out on paper or I'll call smart people. What do you think about this idea? What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? And slowly the idea, slowly the idea like a snowball rolling down the hill just gathers speed and momentum. Next thing you know, you're opening on Broadway and you don't even realize how you got there. Yeah. Um. So a huge thing within productions and any theater show is um, marketing and publicity. So what tips do you have for anyone wanting to improve those skills for their shows? So the simplest tip I can give to people about learning how to market is to remember that you are a customer yourself. So every day you are susceptible, you are in front of millions of advertising impressions, people trying to gather your attention, whether that's you scrolling on social media, like what makes you stop? Or, and this is what I tell people do, when you, when you make a purchase in the world, when you're at the cash register or online, preparing to click buy now, stop for a second and ask yourself, what got me here? Why am I about to purchase this thing? Was it because I heard about it from a friend? Was it because of a billboard I saw or I saw it on television or I, my favorite celebrity was using this product on social media? Like, what was it? These are the things when you, you recognize that you are experiencing marketing and that you participate as a consumer, it helps you realize what will also work on others when you're trying to market your own show. Because basic... The basic marketing principles are the same. Again, you, you, I've already said this once, so you're beginning to sense this trend in me, is that to remember that theater is a product like anything else. And the more we 
look at it that way, even though we don't like to, no one likes to because it's an art form, right? But we have to sell that art form and you have to look at the basic principles of marketing in order to do that. So recently, a big topic between Broadway workers and the fans is making a better and more inclusive Broadway for when it reopens in a few short weeks. So from your perspective, what can be done to make a better Broadway? Well, so much has to be done in order to do this. And it's not going to happen overnight. And, you know, we're making great strides. And it involves all different areas. Uh, but it involves being inclusive and presenting shows for all audiences. It involves marketing to all audiences. I mean, for too long, Broadway has just marketed to one group. Uh, and we, in order to attract an audience that looks like America, we need to market more towards America, towards all the groups that make up this country. Uh, and that's part of it, is not being so isolated or niche focus, or this is always the way we've done it. No, the reason why we don't have certain audiences coming to Broadway shows is we've never marketed to them before. We need to do more of that. We need to present more works by people of color so that the audiences of color will also come so that the world of Broadway looks like them as well. It's about price. It's about providing all different types of individuals and groups the chance to experience a Broadway show. One of the worst things I hear that I, I hate to hear it is that I, I can't see a Broadway show because I can't afford it. We need to come up with more ways to allow more people to experience it, especially the young. Just like I said at the top of this podcast, I got involved with theater when I was a kid. That's where most people get bit by the bug. There was an NEA study years ago it said, if you're involved with theater as a child or the arts as a child, you're much more likely to not only participate in it, but to support it as an adult. So we need to do a lot more planting the seeds of the Broadway we want with the next generation, not only your generation, but the generation after you. Absolutely. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So a prominent thing that you're wanting to do and your big goal is to help produce 5,000 shows by 2025. So what motivated you to start that? Well, it comes down to this very simple principle that I have, which is I believe the world is a better place if there's more theater in it. It's that simple. 
I believe in this quote that I found years ago that said, art changes more minds than politicians ever will. And I believe the theater is one of the best ways to change hearts and minds. My mission is to, when I produce shows, to educate, inspire, and entertain all at once. And I just believe that theater is such a great communicator and such a way to get great messages out into the world to do those things, to educate, inspire, and entertain, that I wanted to give myself this big goal of what can I do? Can I blog? Can I podcast? Can I create a community like the Theater Makers Studio? Can I have a conference like the Theater Makers Summit? Uh, what else can I do? Can I start a scholarship in the name of my father? Can I do all sorts of things just to help inspire theater makers to make more theater? Find anything I can do to get people talking about the theater with the hope that people make more of it, I just believe is, is my way of helping to make this planet a better place. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a theater maker. That's what I do. So I can, this is how I contribute because I believe the theater can be a part of making a better world. Yeah, and with that, you're not only creating theater that inspires, but by you doing that, it's inspiring others to create theater as well. Exactly, exactly. That's the hope. That's the hope. So what advice would you pass on to the next generation of theater makers um, on top of what, I, what all you said? Well, listen, the theater has, has suffered a, you know, a great many challenges over the past year. Challenges that we could never have even imagined. If you had said to me five years ago or at any time in my life, there will be a time when there is no theater, that we will go over a year without there being a Broadway show or an opera show, like that's it, none of it. I'd say that's crazy. That could never happen. Never happen. And yet it did. It did. And I think what we've all learned over the past year is that life is short. Right? Unfortunately, so many people have uh, suffered great personal tragedies and lost lives in this. And we've also lost an industry that we never thought we could lose. We never thought we could be without the theater, yet we lost it. So the biggest piece of advice I can give to the next generation of theater makers is don't take the theater for granted. It can be taken away from you. It was taken away from us. And get out there and start making it yesterday. Don't wait, don't wait, because you just never know. So if you have an idea for a show, like we talked about, just to bring it full circle, don't just let it be an idea. Put action behind it, put energy behind it. Call a friend if it helps to get some more energy behind it. Get people together and make something. Don't expect it to be Hamilton if this is your first show. Don't try to make it that, just try to make it something actually advice how Prince gave to me years ago, which started my career. So don't wait. It's the one thing we've learned that you never know when something is going to happen. And if you want to do great things in the theater, time to start is right now. That's amazing advice. Um, so I've asked this in every single interview I've done over the past year plus, but do you prefer education or experience in your career field? I definitely prefer experience. Like, look, I'm going to tell every single one of your listeners out there, everybody should go to college and everyone should get that education because the education is a foundation, right? Like I can always go back to what I studied. Uh, 
also educational experiences and where you learn and, and meet some great connections, people like you that you can call, say, hey, I want to make some theater. That's where so many of those collaborations are started. And to be honest, I didn't take advantage of that as much as I should have. It's another piece of advice I give to young theater makers. Make sure you're connecting with people in your world, wherever you are now. Find people just like you in high school and college, and college provides that opportunity for you. But at the end of the day, uh, and this advice I also have given to people, everyone should go to college. Not everybody should go to graduate school. I've told some people, rather than spend that money on uh, grad school, take that money, produce your own show. Even if you're an actor, produce your own show and star in it. Like more can happen because of you doing something like that. Uh, then sometimes even the greatest of educational experiences in a postgraduate, uh, post-undergraduate world. Uh, now all the grad schools are going to be calling me, yelling at me. But it's, it's there. It's about experience. You need to, everyone needs to follow their own path. And if the educational system is where you flourish the most, then go for it. But you also have to get out there and the real world, work with people, internship, get your own shows up. That's where most likely the most success for you is going to happen. So I'm going to add in a question before I get to my last one. Um, so how would you suggest people do theater when they don't have much of a budget? I'm a big believer that anything can be done with any amount of money, right? I scraped together a few hundred bucks for my first reading. I, like you can do anything on anything. People say, oh, I can't, uh, I can't afford a theater. Okay, do it on a sidewalk, do it in an office space, do it in a, your apartment. I don't care, like immersive theater is in actually. There are more opportunities to do that now. Uh, like you just have to put some energy and passion behind it and figure out a solution. The answer is never like, oh, that can't be done, especially when you're coming up. The answer always has to be, okay, What's another way to do it if we don't have X? We don't have $10,000, how can we do it for a thousand? If we don't have a thousand, how can we do it for a hundred? And you just have to figure it out. And this is where you'll find out the passion, separate the passionate from the non. People are like, oh, there's not enough money here, forget it, I'm gonna go do something else. Well, they weren't really passionate about that project. So I just encourage you to use, and some of the greatest theater makers I know have said this to me, like I'm at my best when I have less of a budget because I actually have to be more creative. And the, the world is filled with stories where people were so creative because they were restricted. John Doyle's famous you know, production of Sweeney Todd with where the characters used, played instruments and played the role. That was because he, their theater couldn't afford musicians. Right? Like those kind of things happen all the time. So I encourage everyone to get creative and don't let lack of money stop you. So my last question is, um, what have you been doing during your time in quarantine in the past year plus some? <laughs> what haven't I been doing, I guess? I have described it to people, for someone like myself who likes to keep busy and create and produce, this has been a very difficult time. I've been telling people it's been a bit like pedaling on a stationary bike. Like I've never pedaled faster, but yet I'm not going anywhere, right? So I've tried to do things. I got some great advice, which was one, this is a great time to look at the plumbing of your business. 
So I've done everything from, I'm in the process of redesigning my websites to triple down on my social media to, we looked at the scripts for all the shows I'm developing, everything from a Neil Diamond musical to Joy the musical. We've done a lot of development. I started some new stuff, some contracts and things. I live streamed a couple of productions. I wrote a screenplay I've been worked, like had an idea about for years, but frankly never did, just like I talked about. So it's about, again, almost to answer this question the same way I answered the budget question. For reasons beyond my control, I was restricted for what I could do during this period. But that didn't mean I didn't do anything. I didn't just sit back and wait for it to be over. I just did what I could with the resources that were available to me. And there's always something you can do. There's just always. So again, no matter what restrictions you may have, where you live, right? You don't live in New York City or you're going to school, you're not going to school, you have a big budget, you don't have a big budget, whatever that may be, there's always a way to challenge yourself to try to find another way in or something else to do to get you a little bit closer to where you want to be. That's awesome. So is there anything else you want to add before we wrap up the episode? No, I'm just very thankful for you for doing this. I mean, you're, you're part of what I believe in, which is you're amplifying the conversation about theater just by hosting this podcast at your age, you're helping to inspire other people to make more theater. So I'm thankful for people like you uh, for helping to amplify this conversation and to and for helping me do my job of getting 5,000 shows by uh, 2025. But because people listen to you, they will be inspired to make theater. So thank you for doing it. Well, thank you so much for saying that. And thank you so much for being here. My pleasure, Mason. My pleasure. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.